The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023, season 19, episode number 71. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And today we get into Cowboys versus Panthers. We'll talk about the Panthers offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, Hopefully in the final segment, we'll get to some opportunities to get some questions from you guys. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can also call our uh, or text us, I'm sorry, on the Cowboys text line, 817-290-3298. Again, 817-290-3298. Two nine zero three two nine eight. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit about this Carolina offense versus the Dallas defense. Before we get to that, though, uh, give me a quick storyline. If you're looking at this week, going into this week, knowing where the Cowboys are in the season, what's the biggest storyline heading into this game? I'm curious to see um, what the Cowboys do against or how well the Cowboys do against one of the better passing secondary, secondaries uh, in the in the league. You know, one and eight on the overall record as far as the Panthers are concerned, but I think that's a bit deceiving. I think that's mostly because Bryce Young and the offense can't get things going as as we'll talk about here shortly. But that that secondary is ranked sixth in the league as far as what they don't allow. Um, and here come the Cowboys, basically just a a runaway locomotive with Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, now Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson getting in the mix, Michael Gallup bouncing back, Tobert, some of these younger guys. So I'm just interested to see. Um, not necessarily if they can keep the good times rolling because I believe they can, but I want to see if they can absolutely steamroll uh, a top 10, damn near a top five secondary in the NFL. If so, then that will bode well for what awaits them on the back end of November going into December especially. Yeah, um, I mean, personally, I feel like the consistency aspect of things as far as the offense the Cowboys offense going into that game I think I feel comfortable knowing or now that they've done it kind of three weeks in a row I think I'm getting to the point where okay they can keep that tempo going week to week now what can they do with the running game and this is a stretch where I'm really kind of laser focus on that part of the game because I highly believe that they will need that and part of that heading into December and towards the last weeks of December. And I think this is just another really good opportunity to find something that works in the running game and kind of start establishing that part because I think they they can do that against this defense. Yeah, this is, once again, you're dealing with a rookie quarterback that's really struggling right now. And they have a veteran offensive line with the exception of one. Uh, they have a rookie starter at guard, but they're having sh- struggles with his ability to find receivers down the field. He's holding the ball way too long. So can you continue to put pressure on him? Can you continue to make life miserable for him? Uh, He puts his defense in a lot of bad spots because they can't sustain drives. And so that's what I'm going to – can you defensively – can you keep the pressure on a guy that's super talented – 
but he's really struggling the way he's playing right now. Do you guys at all worry about the fact that this will be the second week in a row when Dallas is going into a game against a team that is at the bottom of the league? And they are literally at the bottom of the league. They are the worst team statistically in the NFL from the standpoint of their record. Do you worry about the Cowboys letting up and uh, and creating a situation where maybe they get upset as what ha- as is what happened uh, in Arizona? I mean, I have some minor concerns. I wouldn't say they're major. I think when you look at Arizona, until you see the Cowboys have played enough of these games post-Arizona um, and, and mowed through teams, then you know enough where you could say, okay, they've learned the Arizona lesson. They haven't done it just yet, so there is a little bit of concern there, especially being that they're on the road. They've not been great on the road this season, so you have those concerns and then mix in while – while Bryce Young is playing poorly, guess what he still is? He's a mobile quarterback, and the Cowboys, uh, a time or two, they can struggle against a mobile quarterback if they don't you know, uh, stay in their lanes. Um, so you have those three minor concerns. I still think the Cowboys get it done. Uh, not necessarily worried about an upset, but I'm also not going to overlook this team. Again, I think this team in Carolina, and then they're playing at Bank of America Stadium, I think they can ride the wave of fans who are probably looking at this as Carolina Super Bowl. I mean, this is going to be the big biggest game that the Panthers fans see so they're going to get up uh, and ready for this and be careful because the players can feed off of that I think the thing about this this game to me is that the one win they have is against the Houston Texans Mm -hmm. and the Texans I think are playing pretty good football right now and it took a drive basically for them to go 87 yards to get the game winning field goal here so they're capable this team is not as talent poor as what the Giants were so all you have to do is watch that Houston tape. That should get your attention right there that they got after, I feel like, a pretty good team there down in Houston uh, to get that win. So if you're going to go in there and think you're going to roll your helmet to the middle of the field and it's gonna, everything's going to come up great, I think you might be a little bit mistaken. Yeah, the numbers say record-wise this is not a good team and they struggle in a lot of areas. But they, they did beat a team that I look at as, as kind of one of those up-and-coming teams with the Texans. Yeah, I think, I think you – you have to always show some respect no matter what team you're talking about that you're going to face. Even when they played the Giants last week, we knew kind of <laughs> we knew what that team looked like. We know how the Cowboys played the Giants, but you still got to give them respect and take it take them serious and go into that game with all the right and proper preparation leading up to when they they hit that um the hit the field, but I feel like to me, you know, they already used the card of they should have won that game mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, you only get one of those cards. That's that, that's, that's kind of how you I see it. But you one. shouldn't you should not play that card yeah. again. So this is one of those instances. Like I think they should win that, this game. It doesn't mean like be lazy about it throughout the week. But this is one of those that it'll be a good match and the Cowboys should stay on a roll. Yeah, I think that was a bit of an aberration just because you look at the history of this team over the last several years. They don't usually lose games to teams that they are clearly better than. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Them, They usually actually, they're bullies in those games. They will beat up on bad teams. So I think that was a bit of an aberration. And, and what you saw last week suggests that the Cowboys didn't let up uh, knowing they were facing a bad team in the Giants. And uh, you would suspect that they would continue with that mindset this week as they face another team that has a bad record. But as you said, they got some talent. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more and talk about that talent. Let's take an early break uh, so we have a little time more on the other side of the break to really dive into the Carolina offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, December 9th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium, get an autograph from Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni, play games, head out to the Miller Lighthouse, and even play in the field. And don't forget to get your photo with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Visit att.com slash rally days for tickets and more information. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Yeah. Yeah, doing yeah. a little something out there in yeah. the in, the in today's plaza. world, Brian. Yes, women get out I'm, of the house and say, do stuff. I'm about <laughs> to say no. I'm I'm really happy for her. Quiet as kept. She's running the whole thing. Just so you know, I, I, she's I, running the whole thing. No if it's anything like my house, she's running the whole no thing. So question. Just just no question. just to put that out there. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, so let's talk about this Carolina offense. I want to start with the quarterback. You yeah. did mention him briefly, Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay, give me the scout report. What does he do well, and where does he struggle most? Well, Patrick talked about his ability to move and to scramble, and I think that's the one thing that he has always had that ability. When you watched him play at Alabama, his elusiveness was always impressive. He still yeah, he has got us. Yeah, he still has that. Absolutely right about that. <laughs> Who missed that tackle that day, that linebacker? 
It wasn't overshown. Was it overshown? Was it overshown? <laughs> I don't remember. That's why I asked. I kind of oh, wanted. I kind of wanted to say overshown, but I'm not sure. I don't want to put him out I there. I thought like it was that. a blitz. I but, thought it was. But a, it was. It was one of those, They yeah. got in. They should have gotten him, and he just yeah. was like whoop, and he's off and running. I, I, and, I, and I, that was, was, I was hoping it, it wasn't overshown yeah, at all. Like that. <laughs> but that, that one of his best traits is his ability to scramble. His, one of his best traits in college was his accuracy, and he's struggling with that here. Uh, with uh, with the Panthers a little bit, he's holding the ball way too long, mm. uh, and you know uh, Daniel Jeremiah said it best when he described him, and I, and I think he's dead on about this, is that there's a difference between college open and pro open, and he has to get that. He mm. has to understand, you know, when you're when you're opening in the, in the NFL, it's might be within a yard. It might be two yards. You have to make sure that you make those throws. And he's holding the ball way too long. There's been way too many attempts where teams are making him throw off his back foot. And he's hoping for the absolute best. Uh, but like I said, the scrambling, the avoiding the rush, that elusive trait, he still has that to his game. But he wants to deliver the ball more than he wants to scramble at this point in the season. And pressure really bothers him. So when you, <laughs> you see when he – and you can even see it when you watch the end zone copy – when like in the Colts did this to him, when they move the front a little bit with the twists and stuff, which Dallas absolutely does, mm-hmm. his eyes go from downfield to the rush and then back tries to go back up to the to find where the receivers are, and it doesn't work out for him that way. It, it's been a it's been a struggle for him uh, this first year, at least through the first uh, ten games or so. As you look across their skill players, uh, who do you think is the most dangerous skill player that they have, and how does Dallas match up there? Well, DJ Shark is the one guy that. Is is the guy that's got the size and he's got the physicality and he has the ability to go get the ball. Uh, he can really, really run, but he's not healthy right now. He's got an elbow problem, mm-hmm. and there might be some thought about him not being able to go this week. Uh, they do have Adam Thielen, and we all kind of know Adam Thielen's game. He can't run out of sight, but what he does is <laughs> they put him in a lot of different spots. And they allow him to operate that well. He's a super reliable receiver. He's going to catch a lot of make contested catches. If you look at where the quarterback, if you look at the metrics and stuff like that, the him, the tape will show you that he throws the ball to him and there's usually a reception. With the others, it's kind of a little bit of a 50-50 proposition uh, with him. Jonathan Mingo is a is a is a young player that they got from uh Ole Miss from Mississippi. He's a big guy. He's got a running back-like body. He's 6'1". He's 220 pounds. You throw him the ball, he catches it. He's got a burst. He's got ability. He's got speed to be a deep threat, even though they haven't used him in that way. Uh, but when it came to tracking the ball and things like that, he was really, really good. But they, they've had problems getting their receivers the ball because, again, the pressures that the quarterback deals with and the sacks that he has to endure. Uh, and, and some numbers to support what Brian's saying as far as Bryce Young holding the ball a little bit longer than you would typically see from a quarterback with his level of mobility. The Bears, who have a solid defense, obviously, particularly after the trade deadline, um, but Bryce was pressured on nearly 48% of his dropbacks in Week 9 by the Bears. Uh, so if you're talking about now going against a Cowboys team that leads the league in the pressures and ability to get back there, and now Bryce Young holding the ball longer than you know his coach would like him to, advantage Cowboys also. Um, He's young, obviously. He's not ready to be able to dissect zone coverages at the NFL level. Uh, 89.6% of his dropbacks against the Bears were in zone coverage that that he faced 
23 of 38 for 168 yards and three interceptions. Two of those were pick sixes. So if you're the Cowboys and you're Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at this in two ways. Send the pressure. Like, your, your four-man front is going to get pressure back there. He's going to hold the ball longer, which gives you an opportunity to get to him. But if you mix that with zone coverage that he is having trouble reading, I mean, you are really in some good green uh, grass there if you're the Cowboys defense. Yeah, to that point, talking about the sacks, uh, he's allowed. They've allowed 32 sacks so far this Fifth season. Fifth most in the league. Yeah, and that's through nine games. So they're averaging 3.6 sacks per game. That's yeah. a lot. That's and, a ton. And they're top 10 in, in, in hurries, too. Yeah. So you're saying Mike is going to be happy this week. Well, but, yeah. you know, and actually the question becomes where are they most vulnerable? Because when you yeah. look at their offensive line, you know, obviously the Cowboys got horses and they can pressure you from different points on the line. Right. But I want to know offensive, like where's the where's right the, the problem? Right tackle. Okay, got T- it. Taylor Morton, he's a veteran Mike. guy. And yeah, Taylor Morton, yeah, uh, he's a, a veteran guy. He sh- he's got Taylor Morton's a big guy. He's made a ton of starts. The problem is he's big and he struggles with speed. Mm. And so, you know, his his main problem is footwork. When his footwork's bad, he's generally a bad protector. Uh, and that's where I think that the Cowboys off that off the it would be the defense is left, offense is right is where Taylor Morton is. They also struggle a little bit with the veteran at center with the Bradley Bozeman, who they got uh, from uh, Baltimore. Uh, he's a guy that we've seen some centers the last couple of weeks that don't handle one-on-one stuff very well. And if you watch the Colts game, which I did, uh, you'll see that he had a real struggle uh, inside dealing with the Colts and that, that power that they play with. So uh, I think you could win on the on the, on the the uh, left side of your defense, and I think you could win in the middle. And it, and it really affects them. Amber, to answer your question, I know you're going to ask me, how well do they run the ball? They don't run the ball well at all. Yeah, That's just not, not something you're going to have to particularly worry about. Now, I, I will say this, though. They've got some guys that are capable of it. Uh, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State is not average. He's averaging less than four yards a carry. He is a physical runner. When he does have space, he's able to finish runs. He's a tough runner and all that. The problem is he's got no space to run him. Miles Sanders came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Both these guys are well below what you would consider, you know, uh, successful running plays. I think it's right at four yards a carry, and they're they're below that average right now. So it's been very difficult for them. They get absolutely no push in the running game. They don't secure any type of blocks up front. Uh, people have just really had free runs at their uh, at their running backs, and and uh, and and that's I think that's affected the lack of the running game. It's also hurt the quarterback's ability uh, to 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 kind of grow uh, as uh, we're going forward here. I'm getting scared for them. Like I'm like thinking. <laughs> Well, what can we do to help them? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nobody feels sorry no, for you no, in the no, NFL, no. man. I know, I know, obviously. But, man, I would be having nightmares as I'm, well, as I'm preparing really for this week if it's I was not a, them. It's not a complete, not a rookie team. Other than the quarterback, yeah. it really is veteran players. They are just not very good uh, when it comes to the games, the, the Bears game, the, the Colts game. The Colts really beat up on them up front. You know, when I was watching that one, I was, like, impressed with how – they were able to kind of attack, and I, I, you know, this will be this will be a tough matchup for Carolina. And look at to, what the they're up against now. Jonathan Hankins, we talked about yeah. him yesterday as mm-hmm. well as he's playing yeah. as far as interior guys. You know what Osa is doing, yep. uh, and you know, let me find out. Mozzie Smith is warming up. 
Let me find out. So, I mean, this defensive interior for the Cowboys is just as destructive as the defensive ends with Micah and Dorrance and Demarcus. And now Sam is heating up as well. Dante Fowler, can't forget to mention him. So, I mean, they're they're up against it, the Panthers are. But, yeah, no, I don't feel sorry. I hope they're having nightmares. I mean, no team feels sorry for the Cowboys when they lost Trayvon Diggs, when they lost Leighton Vanderbilt. Sorry, I just have a heart. I have feelings. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't have a You're a good person. (laughs) No, no. My my heart. I still want to split There's no room for good people. So my heart starts when we're talking X's and O's. All right, so here's my question, O'Brien. There, there's been a time or two this year when they have gotten things going, particularly that Seattle game. They threw yeah. there for 334 yeah. yards. When they've had success, what does it look like? What did they do that got them that success? I think it's it, what it comes down to is that ability. The quarterback, they, they have, as I mentioned, they have the skill guys on the outside. The problem is they don't always get that protection that they need. And, and the quarterback, I don't think, is very sure. And you know, and it's really funny because he was such a confident player at Alabama, and you know, one of the reasons why he was a Heisman Trophy winner is because of his ability to escape, the ability to be accurate, to be able to make throws, you know, and, and he's capable of doing that. That's why they drafted him first overall. So to me, it's really hinges about what how their offensive line plays. If their offensive line is poor, like I've seen the last couple of weeks, they're going to have problems. You know, that's the issues there. But when they kind of, it's like anybody else when you find ways to to protect your quarterback, and then your receivers find ways to get open. And these guys are veteran receivers. They can get open. The quarterback has missed them in a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of throws where you're like going, gosh, they're open, and he just overthrows the guy. Or he throws it. It's a crossing route, and he throws it in the dirt. You know, if when he he's he's very capable of that. And you mentioned the Seattle game. That was something that when you watch them play, it was, you're right, it kind of all came together. They were able to block the front. Receivers were able to make some plays. And you know that's 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 you know how they're able to to they, they at least looked like an NFL offense playing that way. And he doesn't, Bryce. I mean, he he doesn't necessarily feel comfortable throwing deep uh, in this offense. I mean, he throws a ton of flat routes. Yeah. And he tries to keep it to the you know left and right of him, some you know negative air yards behind the line of scrimmage, hoping that his guys can can get those positive yards after that that yak. But I mean, he's not to this point, he's not going to throw it deep. Now, you'll probably get one or two shots just to try to back up the Cowboys secondary, but given his trend, I, I mean, I'd be aware of it, but I wouldn't play him that way. I mean, I would go and get him and then drop it, drop the uh, coverage in zone and dare him to to read, to read it, yeah. the, the Dan Quinn zone coverage, and I don't think that he can on a consistent basis. I think this is where you can get a multiple interception game like the Bears did. Deron Bland get another one, Stephon Gilmore get one, maybe J. Lou, you know, has a strong game so challenge like like brian is saying challenge bryce young and his inexperience and his his anxiety because it feels like he's playing with anxiety right now he doesn't feel comfortable he doesn't look like he did at alabama so this is a different version all you need to do is go in there and break him early uh, mentally and then the rest of the game kind of falls right in your lap okay of all the guys that we haven't mentioned today on that panthers offense give me an x-factor name that maybe hasn't played up to expectations this season for whatever reason but you wouldn't be surprised if we come in here Monday and you're like, man, this guy actually had a pretty good day against the Cowboys. Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Hayden Hurst is a guy that's a veteran player. Uh, Hayden Hurst, if you go back and watch Hayden Hurst play against the, when he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, he helped Joe Burrow so much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he they the Bengals made a choice to move on from him, and, and he's at Carolina. Hayden Hurst hasn't played to the level of what he has in the past where, you know, he was a first-round pick with the – with the Ravens and was one of those guys that super athlete coming out of South Carolina play, you know, lined up at wide receiver, lined up at slot, 
tight end, inline, all that. He's capable of doing all that. He's got grit. He's got toughness. He's not a great blocker, but when you start to throw him the football, he's capable of making plays. They just haven't got him the ball nearly enough, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of these games where, yes, Dallas wins, but then Hayden Hurst has like seven catches, you know, for some for some for some positive yards. It, it probably won't be enough, but if you told me if, by the way you asked the question, that would be the one guy that I would kind of be concerned about. I would. I'm going to go into the backfield, and I think the Cowboys can definitely win this matchup as far as rush defense versus rushing attack. But uh, we've seen Miles Sanders give the Cowboys some fits before um, when he was in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. So um, for me, when it comes to familiarity, you know, although there is not a lot for the Cowboys versus the Panthers as an organization, there's zero versus Bryce Young. But uh, Miles Sanders knows how to play against the Cowboys, and he he typically gets himself going for the Cowboys. So and he's a versatile back so he can right. take the handoff he can catch the um you know those some of those flats uh, negative air yards and then turn those into positive yards so i look to a guy like marquise bell uh with that speed and athleticism to make sure that miles sanders doesn't doesn't have a, a strong start which could lead to a challenging day so yeah for me it's miles sanders a topic that we haven't gotten to yet this week that came from last week's game uh michael parsons and you make anything of micah not registering a tackle or a sack and then not talking to the media after game uh, you know, to me, we all love Micah, and this is just my opinion. It's a bad look to win a game as handedly as they did and then to walk out on it. That's just and, – and Micah is very good. I mean, I think he – you know, when he's asked to do media stuff, he's been very good. I think his podcast is very insightful. I think he's Which very – I give him – I tip my hat to I, I, I think yeah. it's very honest how – you know, and I wonder how it gets along with some of his teammates that way. And I wonder how they think because when he ranks guys, he'll put – other players around the league ahead of his own teammates, which is kind of the opposite of what we generally see from a player. Like, you know, well, oh, Dak's the best this, you know, he's better than, and then, you know, you're like, okay. But Micah's not afraid to put like two or three guys ahead of one of his own teammates. Mm-hmm. So I find it really, uh, it to me, it's the word I think is optics. I think it's a bad mm-hmm. optics that he walked out after they were as dominant as they were uh, against the Giants. And I, I can understand him being frustrated, but you know, sometimes you do have to stand up there and say, hey, I really I had to play a lot of coverage today. I uh, only had a few opportunities to rush the, the, the five times I had to play in coverage. We had three sacks. That's a positive today. That's how I look at it. You know, I would have felt a lot better him saying stuff like that than I would have uh, where, uh, you know, him walking out on you. Uh, I agree. Um, and I've not chimed in on the topic on social media just because for me, it's it's as much of a non-story as anything else because I feel like, like we said earlier this week, or what's today? Wednesday? Yeah, earlier this week when I was like, you know, Mike is going to end up having like three sacks against Bryce, and this is not going to be a non-issue next week, so let's not harp on it. Um, but since you posed the question, I do believe it's a bad look. Um, I love, love, love uh, his competitive fire. I do not want him to figure out a way to turn that down, keep that exactly where it is at full steam, full throttle. But as he becomes a veteran in this league, he has to understand that there is a way to channel it appropriately. Um, if you're frustrated that you got blanked, you then have to, like Brian said, look at what your co- other contributions were. Your yeah. presence is helping other guys uh, get their legs. It's helping guys like Sam Williams, who, you know, what, two, three weeks ago, he had the, the Twitter storm where he said, free me. Okay, mm-hmm. the competitive the fire i love it guys keep it coming you got a bunch of dogs on defense everybody wants to eat but when you win the game 
and you win it in the fashion in which you did. Yeah. And your defensive counterparts are eating or ate the way they did. And you have um, enjoyed more than your share of meals prior to that game and will enjoy several more going forward over the course of what we believe could be a gold jacket career. Have the the wherewithal to pause for a second and say, I want it to contribute as well for pressures and sacks, but this apparently wasn't my week to do so, but we went out and won. We won in big fashion. The defense looked great. So you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to channel it toward Bryce. And I'm going to go and eat hearty against him as opposed to walking out, as opposed to, you know, free me on on Sam Williams as a reply to Sam Williams' tweet uh, this week. So still a young man, has some growing to do, will grow. So let's give him that grace. But I do agree with Brian. Optics is the word and it's just bad optics. So I think he'll learn from this. I hope he'll learn from this. Well, the thing for me, you got to be a good team member and, you know, you got to support other people's victories and success you gotta show up and be like hey credit to so-and-so credit to so-and-so we all know it's a team effort we all know that those guys don't get it if Micah is not there so you gotta recognize that and and the thing that bothers me is like no one really ever talks crap about Micah like the media isn't killing him talking negative things so because if that was the case and our whole Dallas huddle media people was constantly just talking beep then that's different (laughs) you know i don't want to talk to you f F you you know i'm out of here what uh, i get it but that's not the case i think he's the only bulletproof guy here as far as i don't know about bulletproof but yeah he's not getting a lot yeah he's not yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and because it's it's not needed we see we see the work we see what you do on the field so to me the only part that bothers me about that it's like Give other people their flowers. Like, you know, me, if I was, again, I don't know everything that happens in there. I don't know the conversations. I don't really know the true relationships in there. So I can't just know what I'm saying is not based on any of that because I'm not there. But if it was me as a teammate and today I had a good day and you, Derek, you're there and you want to walk out or whatever and have that type of behavior, it would make me upset. It would be like, what the f- you know, like, right. why are like, you can, doing can, that? Can, can I eat too? Like, why like, are you Because you've had, right. all, you're shining all the time. You're the guy, you're the guy on the posters. Look at over there. <laughs> right He's the one in the center, right, right behind uh, Patrick. So it's just one of those things. And, and then it does bug me sometimes when he, he won't say something to the media and then jumps on the podcast. And I get it. But at the same time, this is part of the business. This is part of why your name is mentioned so much because of the media. The media keeps you interested and puts out. That's sadly how the media works. But that that's just part of the business. You're the superstar, and you gotta you know you gotta do it. Too. Which is one reason I will eternally respect Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it doesn't matter how the game went for him or how the game went for the Cowboys, good, bad, up, down. Uh, Tony Pollard had a great game. Zeke had a bad game. Zeke was still standing in front of yeah, the, that train. Um, and, and so it's. I think it just goes to growth. And, and, you know, I believe that guys like Dan Quinn and when it comes to a player, from a player perspective, I believe guys like Demarcus Lawrence will pull, you know, Mike to the side and say, you know, hey, we love you to keep that fire going. But going forward, the optics, it's not a yeah. good look. Not a good look. 
Yeah, Marcus Spears, I remember, as always being the guy, yes, good or was. bad, that would stand there. And then there's a reason why he's so successful on yeah. ESPN right now, because he understood how important it was to be consistent with that. You know, you can't be, you know, out there. But I think you're right, too, about the podcast stuff. Love his podcast. I really, really do. Just, you know, if you're going to just take the opportunity to cover all the ground, you know, I mean, you have your obligations to your podcast you know, we have obligations, too, to the people that, you know, follow us and listen to us. We're trying to get, you know, the feelings, your stories, how you played, what you thought and all that. That would that helps us, too, as well. Right. And got to remember, media are people, too. So when you yeah. when you do those things and you stand up in front of yeah. the media and you're regular and you're consistent, you guess what? The of They'll be very happy to yeah. take yeah. your podcast yeah. and amplify your podcast Absolutely. because they are people, too. Absolutely. And when they feel like you're helping them out, they want to help you out. That's yeah. just the nature of people. People and, do and certain people things, things you might say, you know, down the road to your point, certain things you might say. I've seen where, you know, a player will stand in front of, uh, you know, some hot mics and he'll say something that could easily go viral on social media if taken the wrong way. And every reporter will be like, you know what? We're going to help you out here. Yeah. We're going we'll to frame this yeah. the right way or we're going to leave this alone because uh-huh. we know what you meant. Right. But they're not going to know what you meant. So we're just not going to put this out there at all. So it, relationship building. It is. It absolutely is. And that's, that's something you learn as you get a little yeah. older he, and get a little learn, more mature. Man, I think you'll figure learn. it out. Yeah. All right. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. I have a question for you guys about Mozzie Smith, how he played mm. and where he is going from the standpoint of his progression from the beginning of the season. I have information about him. I'll Ooh. tell you after the break. All right, oh, let's take a break. A we'll be back. DallasCowboys.com <laughs> radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. 
Okay, experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at Christmas time. Available through the holiday season on select dates only. Christmas Tours of the Star get you a VIP viewing of Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza. Extravaganza. A holiday-themed guided tour of the Star. Festive takeaways, including a limited edition ornament. That's, I used to love the ornaments when I used to go to yeah. holiday parties here. Yeah. A Santa hat. Space is limited. Book your visit at the star and frisco.com slash tours today. Extravaganza. Those, cool. Those ornaments were cool. I think at my whole tree, I was here long enough where my tree was <laughs> Yeah, my wife ornament. has one from every year every pretty year. much. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, yeah, every year. Sure that she puts on the tree every year. So nice. Of our four trees. Yeah. Four trees. All, right, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Okay. So, um, oh, you rich, rich. Four st- no, it ain't Y'all that. Are rich, no, rich. it ain't yeah. that. My wife four is just stockings. Out of control. I understand. She's totally out of control. Right there. Totally out of control. Can't have money. Out of control. All right, Amber. You guys are doing a great job, by the way. Keep it going. So, Derek and F four trees. Right. Exactly. Amber. Before we before we went to break, you said you had a great piece of information for us on Mozzie Smith. What you got? Um, our girl Jazz, okay. you know, back yeah. love Jazz. Yes, she captured on video Mozzie smiling. <gasps> yeah, that's, that's the news. He was he was Christmas smiling. miracle. Christmas miracle. <laughs> this was during Christmas the Salvation miracle. Army. Look, we have not seen event. Mozzie smile since Jeff Day. Jeff Day, he was all yeah, smiles. I was like, this yeah. guy's great. News. He's got a great personality. He's so alive. Beautiful smile. And that, Cowboy that, Nation never shows beat him down so bad. That, I mean, and from that point forward, I'd never have seen yeah. Mozzie smile. He switched into the mode. He was yeah. bubbly on the bus yeah. ride over, right. walking through the facility. Changed. But the Christmas spirit. I think he likes the kids, right? He was in the Salvation Army. There we go. They still bring out the smiles. No, they serve the food. Oh, okay. That's good service will do the same so yeah. he had a very nice smile. Okay. I'm like, oh, wow, there it is. Way to go, yeah. Mozzie. Way to go, so, breaking news. All right, so now you guys get a chance to talk about him. How has he played? How is he progressing? Like, there's been a lot of talk yeah. about him from the beginning of the season. Are you seeing the progress? I think the thing with – I think with Mozzie, and I feel like I've been pretty consistent throughout this because you do, when you sit down and watch him, the only issue that Mozzie has is when he's laid off the ball. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he could play with power. He can get push. He could he could disengage. He can get down the line. He's the, the grass is not dying under his feet. He moves. He's lateral. He can do the things. I, I just really believe though that there's times where it's like three really good plays for him getting off the football, doing all the things I just talked about, and then the fourth play he might be a little bit gassed, a little tired, and now it's. He loses his, his train of thought, and he's late. And then they hook him or push him, or and now he's trying to kind of fight and all that. But I think Mozzie Smith, if you just watched him and don't look at numbers, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He really, really is. I, and, and he's not. And I know we'll always play this game where well they could have taken this guy, well they could have taken this guy, they could have taken this guy. Mozzie Smith will be fine for this team mm-hmm. if Mozzie just develop a little bit more consistency of getting off the football. I think he will be just fine, and everybody will be happy you have Mozzie Smith. Real quick before anybody else jumps in, have you seen player, uh, players in your time, Brian, as a, yeah. as a talent evaluator, have you seen that be an issue for players that they've gotten better at over time, oh, getting off the ball? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, think, I think a lot of it has to do, if you watch Michigan play football, mm-hmm. you know, it, it even happened with, with Taco a little bit. 
you know, Michigan plays a scheme where it's more of a read than react. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when you get into a game, you revert back to things that you once did. You know, when you get in trouble, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not making a play here. I'm not okay. What? And then you revert back to some some, some of the things that. You know, that, that Bryce Young's going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's things that he's trying to do in college that he can't, you know, it's not translating because you're reverting back to those previous things. I, I, I absolutely believe Mossy's with the right staff here. When you got Dan Quinn and AD and those guys, I mean, they coach these guys up hard. You watch, the, you watch how the defensive line plays, how they get off the ball. That's all Mossy has to do. If he's watching himself in relation to the, all the other guys, they're all getting off the ball, and then he's just a tick late, mm-hmm. or he's and you could and you could tell. And I'm sure that they're and you don't even need to say it to him; he could see it with his own eyes, and he could probably feel it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think this is absolutely something that the more that he plays, the more that he'll understand that he has to like I got to be quicker, got to be quicker, got to be quicker. That's that's if there's one coaching point that just needs to be ingrained in his head, it's be quicker. Be quicker, and if he is, uh, he could be a pretty damn good football player. He and, really can. I, and I believe he will be a pretty damn good football player for this for this Cowboys team going forward. Um, the the thing for him is he gets to benefit not only from the coaching staff yeah. that he's with, but he also gets to learn from a player like Jonathan Hankins, mm-hmm. um, which also, not so coincidentally relieve some of the pressure as far as him having to step in and be that super impact guy from day one like they needed from right. a Taco Charlton. They don't need that from Mozzie Smith because you have Jonathan Hankins, Osa, mm-hmm. Chauncey, you know, flashes Neville. So he has time to come in and learn the game and progress and get better. So if the question is, are we seeing progress? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to say you're not seeing progress when you look at, you know, for example, those two consecutive stops against Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. with the uh, Giants, uh, you know, backed up on the end zone, on the goal line. I I should say that penetration was fantastic that pursuit on that second one to kind of get and get the back angle and tackle Barkley from the back also great so also a career high uh in reps for him and plays I think 2023 plays last uh, game so Dan Quinn is starting to get more confidence in him which will build confidence in the rookie himself and then he'll be that much more bought into improving himself and improving his get off on that uh line of scrimmage so Progress, yes. Is he where he will end up being? Absolutely not. And yeah. that's because I believe his ceiling is much higher than a lot of the fan base is gonna giving him credit for. They, yeah, they the, expected him right. being a first round yeah. pick. Oh, he's gonna come in and he's gonna he doesn't have to because of the personnel around him, right. but also he's transitioning from that Michigan play style yeah. to what Dan Quinn is yeah, asking the him read and to react do. stuff. Yeah. Which is why Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, which is what surprises me because he doesn't have to and the people around him I would think he would be playing better because he doesn't have that kind of like stress reps. on him. It does come down to yeah. reps, but at the same time, we've—I guess it's not fair necessarily comparing him to other guys on the team or other positions because it's a totally different job. Yeah. So definitely not fair. But we have seen guys that take event like. They're just better at it. And then it, it, it makes me wonder, like, okay, are we wrong for our own personal expectations of him? Or well, depends I, on I think what your expectations back, were. It's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I think it goes back to what Brian was talking about, though. It's if like you think they drafted him Jaylen for traits. Yeah. They drafted him for traits, yeah. and they knew they were going to have to develop some things in him, right? Yeah. And, and the way he played in Michigan is not what they're asking him to do here. So right. I think when you do that, then you have to also accept the fact that he's going to need time and reps 
in order to get to where you want him to be. But yeah. he has all the traits that you say he can be successful. Right? Neville Gallimore, whether you like him or not, I think there's times where Neville Gallimore flashes. Oh yeah, And I mm-hmm. remember him coming out of Oklahoma having the same issue. And if, if, if Mozzie played as quick as Neville Gallimore plays right now, the way he gets off the ball, Mozzie. You, so, how long did it take him? With those traits. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. uh, it, it was, it's, you know, what do we, I mean, I know Get, Neville Gallimore is what, like, I, I don't know how many years he's been. Four, four, five. But I'm saying it, it was like, it was two years, you know, and then you, you go from playing that read and react system to go, just go, go. Yeah. And, just and, 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 yeah. and I could say, you see Neville Gallimore do disruptive, quick things. When he came out of Oklahoma, like I said, he wasn't playing that way. Mm-hmm. He, and he had, had some injuries, and it kind of set him mm-hmm. back and all that stuff. But, man, he was a he was one of those guys that it, it took a little time. I just think the same thing with Mozzie. Mozzie's such a big, powerful guy, you know, and, and how uh, conditioning is going to be a factor here, you know, with him. You know, stay in shape. Don't get too heavy. Don't yep. get where you can't move. You know, be a guy that, you know, kind of in the offseason, you know, work on your quickness, work on the get-off part of it, but make sure that and you're – And for you're, his size, he's in pretty good shape. That's what like, I'm saying. He's in no, really good don't shape. Get, don't get big and yeah. sloppy where you can't – you know, you get guys, like I say, you look at Hankins, he's a mammoth guy, but he, he doesn't yeah. – he plays quick. Yeah. So does Osa. Quick. Yeah, yeah. They, they play yeah. quick. Osa's chiseled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's like a uh, yeah, swimsuit model yeah, guy, right? Now, yeah. Miami. But he did that over a year. Like he wasn't yeah. that last year. No, this that's year. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he's he like back. he's yeah. thinking about another job or something. <laughs> like but, but yeah, it, it's just going to be. I, I think that the expectations of first round picks around here are huge. And what happens is people see Michigan defensive line and they immediately think of. They always think of Taco. Yeah. They immediately think of that. Which is and then now you throw Michigan Schoonmaker in there, and now they all really hate Michigan. Yeah. You know? And I so, think what, what will also help uh, yeah. Mozzie over time organically <laughs> as far as his get-off and his quickness is he'll start processing quicker, yeah. and he'll start thinking less. Yeah. Right now, he's yeah. thinking a hell of a lot, which just makes sense because he's a first-year player who hasn't gotten a ton of reps prior to getting you know, 22, 23. Uh, and then you saw when he got those reps, he – became more comfortable he started playing more football versus trying to figure out how to play football the way the Cowboys wanted him to play so once they cross that uh, event horizon and he goes from trying to figure out how to play football for the Cowboys to knowing how to play football for the Cowboys that's when it'll click and you'll see him really start to dominate games Mm -hmm. all right we didn't get a chance to get to the questions we're going to save those for tomorrow we'll get to those tomorrow I know I had (laughs) several I know I had several from fans we're going to get to those tomorrow so if you're listening checking out I don't know Patrick and I did a show last week where we got to a lot of questions I don't know what this show is we had to talk about about Mozzie Smile (laughs) you had to get in there all right We'll get to that tomorrow. I promise. Uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. All right. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber, <laughs> Amber Garcia. This has been the break. False hope. Live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!